Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. Listen, a lot of these numbers get thrown around and stuff. Just as far as uh, Derek Carr's deal is concerned, there's reports of like four years, 160, but it's really like closer to 150. And also, as far as like what's really guaranteed and stuff, it's really a three-year, $100 million deal in that range. So they're not on the hook forever. They, you know what I mean? They could cut them after two years and move on. It's not the end of the world as far as what they paid them up front. So they, they needed to address this, the Saints. They see the division. Dalton wasn't good enough. Winston just, you know, wasn't their guy. Um, so they, they, they make the move. All right, uh, George. Um, we got NHL hockey going on right now. Nashville and Vancouver are in overtime. You have anything on this game? I have the over. Oh, I this was a loser. Uh, Nashville scores two late goals here to uh, clinch my over there, so I'm a very happy guy there. I'm also sweating out the under in the uh, Kings and uh, Van, uh, Kings Washington. I think it's going to be an empty net with about two minutes left. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get screwed by that. I'm on the Kings. Um, I'm on the Kings to win the game. Nothing on the total, so I'm pulling for you. I don't know how the Canucks just, I don't know how the puck just didn't go in. Like, I thought it was in. It was like a nice backhand. It hit the crossbar and bounced right yeah, down I, and didn't I, go yeah, in. I, I That's why I said, oh! <laughs> I'm like, oh, like... It's like, wow. They're I didn't know who to bet now. this game. I, I would have bet the Canucks this game if Demko was the goalie and Nashville's traded everybody, but I, I didn't know which way to go. I'm like, okay, you're going to put in the uh, Solovs and that give me the uh, you know already give me the over. Maybe some goals will be scored. Should have bet this game to go to overtime. We talked about it earlier, too. I think Joe Madden brought it up, too. This game had overtime written all over it. She did. I think Dude. she did say this game was going to go to yeah. overtime. George, they played two weeks ago, and it was 5-4 they went to overtime, if you remember. And Vancouver scored two late goals in the final minute. This is like history. So one thing with the Canucks, they're very consistent, like, in what happens. That's crazy, but it's consistently crazy. I hit the over one and a half in the first period in this game. I had my doubts about the Canucks. I bet on them a lot, but I was like, I don't know. It'll be a one-goal game. It could go either way. I'm kicking myself for not just taking it uh, to, to go – I had a nice play, though, tonight. I had um, Connor McDavid to score two or more goals at plus 320. I had two that points. Was just, that was just a good one against Buffalo. Like if there was, Plus, he didn't score in a couple of games. Here come the Dons, baby. The Dons have cut the lead to seven uh, right now. We got 35 seconds remaining in the Capitals and the Kings. World Baseball Classic begins uh, tomorrow. Uh, George, you ready? Some World Baseball Classic action? It. I'm about done with spring training, so I'm looking forward to some competitive baseball that matters. But, uh, I mean, a little disappointed every day. Oh, this guy's not playing anymore. This guy's not going to play anymore. My God. It's, it's uh, frustrating after a while. The Dominican Republic were the ones that were hit the most. I still think they're so, the best team. If you're betting on it, then it's like, yeah. Like, the U.S. hasn't been hit that hard. Clayton Kershaw. 
I just Nestor Cortez. Uh, I, ne- I never liked the U.S.'s pitching staff. I just don't. Such a I know it's mitigated somewhat because they're not going to, you know, they're not going to pitch six, seven, eight. I don't like the pitching staff. I'm still going with the uh, Dominican Republic, uh, Japan. I, I don't think it's a good uh, George, staff. George. Music means uh, we're welcome to the AM radio affiliates here, George. Short Kurtz with us. Figure out for like all these years, like. <laughs> Music's playing. Music's playing. All right, he was mumbling something about the World Baseball Classic, uh, about players not playing. I am Gabriel Morenci. I think, George, this is like the second and not the last three weeks you've ruined the uh, the radio intro. I've got to, like, i got to say. you complaining about something about me. Well, it's kind of important. We're welcoming them like 95 a.m. radio affiliates and you're just talking over the music. So it's kind well, of you like. You still do it, though, Gabe. It's okay. I did, but, you know. So there you go. It's not, it's not really the same as, uh, as, as it should be. Just, just for, you know, I don't know. Well, do you, what, do, what do you need not to do that? Like, do you need, like, uh, me to say, all right, it's good. Normally what I do, I actually just stop people, actually. I just say, all right, shut up. Stop. Uh, and then the music all talk starts. Over the music, Gabe. At times, I mean, come on, to finish a thought. Let's let um, nobody just shuts up automatically because the music started. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to. Are you able you to stop able your to breaks? Finish your thought that goes at a red light. Into it, I think uh, that's <laughs> Do all. You stop. Are you able to stop at a red light? Like, what do you mean? No, nobody's able to stop. You have to stop at a There's red light so- now. Too many cameras. <laughs> have no choice anymore. All right, so what's your pick? Who's your pick to win the World Baseball Classic? I'm still going with DR. I think they're uh, the best team. Uh, I mean, they're off, even though they've lost, but Guerrero's not going to play now. Uh, their offense is uh, really good. Uh, Japan will be my second choice, U.S. third. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be competitive here. But uh, I, I said I'm, I've always liked the DR, and that ha- my mind hasn't been changed because they've lost some people. One thing, George, I want to bring up, and I've said the same thing about the about the U.S. Um, about the U.S. and the starting pitching is there's a big time pitch count on this stuff in this tournament. So pitch limits are used. The pitcher is limited to 65 pitches during a first round game, 80 in a quarterfinal, and 95 in a championship round. And the U.S. bullpen is pretty good, George. Ton of good relievers. So this starts tomorrow night at 11 o'clock Eastern, overseas style. And we got overnight baseball. Thank you very much, George Kurtz. Good, everybody. Have a great week. Chris Monter joins us. Talks about basketball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Vandalize Patterson's good. We're in a shootout in Vancouver right now. This is the game, Nashville. Score or lose.
And the Vancouver Canucks are winners. 4-3 in overtime. Canucks win again, coming off a win on Saturday against the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, so we'll get back to the pucks. Um, we've, we talk a lot of NFL in, uh, in the first hour of the program. Let's step up into the hardwood right now. And I tell you what, it's 56-51 in Vegas. Gonzaga's getting all that they can handle. They were blowing out the Dons early. The Dons collected themselves, have played themselves back into this basketball game. They've cut the lead to five uh, right now. St. Mary's awaits the winner. Let's bring in Chris Monter, collegebasketballnews.com. Chris, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for joining us live in the late night hours. How you doing tonight? Great to be back with you. How you doing, Zach? Hey, great stuff, Chris. You have to uh, be enjoying what's going on. We've had basketball all day long, a lot of thrilling finishes. And I'll tell you what, a lot of underdogs hanging around, right? A lot of like teams and higher seeds and stuff in these tournaments are getting all that they can handle. A lot, a ton of close basketball games today. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun games. And you mentioned the fact, you know, you're having some upsets, some potential upsets. And I think that makes what college basketball great. And that's why a lot of people. You know, I feel like with football and the NFL, it's popularity more and more. I think the college basketball season is kind of getting squeezed, really not really picking up a lot of interest until the Super Bowl is over. But now I think the fans are really getting into it with the, t- the games here. And obviously, I'm not a huge conference tournament fan for the bigger conferences, you know, for the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, et cetera. Because you know who's going to get in, unless a team that, say, you know, last place team somehow got hot. We've seen that in the past. Connecticut winning, uh, you know, five straight games to make it uh, to the NCAA tournament eventually win it all. But, uh, you know, for the mid-conference and the lower conferences, I think it's great because, you know, you can say that every team, you know, has a chance to get into the tournament, much like in high school basketball where you have your section tournaments and things like that. If you're a team, even if you're not – didn't have a great regular season. If you're a Summit League or a you know Colonial Athletic or a Southland or whatever the conference is, you have a chance to win your way into the NCAA tournament. And teams that have already punched their ticket, Kennesaw State, Atlantic Sun have punched their ticket. We cashed a ticket with UNC Asheville, a plus 250, to win the Big South. UNC Asheville are in uh, the tournament. Um, we've got the Drake uh, the Drake fairly um, Dickinson gets in uh, by default because Merrimack is not eligible. Southeast Missouri State Furman cashes their ticket uh, tonight. Um, Louisiana uh, Lafayette. Um, you look at um, you look at some of these teams cashing their tickets uh, here. UNC Asheville, somewhat of a surprise. As an underdog, what stands out to you as far as the teams that are in already? Yeah, I just like seeing some of the teams that haven't been there forever. Southeast Missouri State hasn't been in the NCAA tournament since 2000, only their second ever appearance. You look at a team like Kennesaw State, this is their first appearance. But yeah, some teams that could be interesting to watch. I think you look at, I think you mentioned Drake, uh, Tucker DeFries, whose father is the head coach. An outstanding player, uh, led his team to the state championship, had a, a star-studded team in Iowa that had four Division One kids. I think they're a team that could be really a dangerous first-round matchup. They made the NCAA tournament now tw- twice in the last three seasons, so I think they have that tournament experience, have a lot of talented players that – uh, especially with DeFreeze, a player who could have probably played anywhere. You know, Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa State recruited him, but he wanted to play for his dad. So I think they're a team that could be fun to watch and could be uh, maybe a team you want to look for, depending on their matchup, could be maybe a upset team you want to watch for in the first round. How about right now, speaking of which, how about the San Francisco Dons, Chris? Cutting the lead to two, 56-54 with 11 minutes left. Listen, the first game was a lot of fun, wasn't it? St. Mary's were blowing BYU out early. BYU storms back late. St. Mary's hangs on for the W. And now we've got almost like deja vu all over again here. It was Gonzaga were up early on San Francisco, but uh, San Francisco, you know, they, they kept chipping away. And here they are right now, 56-54. Under 12 remaining at the Orleans. This is going to be a fun, uh, fun second half of basketball, Chris. I got to tell you. Yeah, definitely. And so San Francisco had a very tough game against uh, Santa Clara in, in the in the uh, 
quarterfinals to even get this far where we're able to rally and win that game in uh, overtime. Uh, Shabazz, one of the most talented backcourt players who maybe doesn't get a lot of national publicity. And, and you know, I think these teams, to be honest, are probably sick of hearing about Gonzaga all the time. Gonzaga and even a little bit St. Mary's. So I think San Francisco, you know, showing, hey, we are a very good team too. And it could be interesting to see what happens to say there was an upset because you figure St. Mary's and Gonzaga are both going to get in no matter what happens, even if they lose yeah. you know, in the championship game or whatever. But all of a sudden, you know, if a San Francisco could somehow pull off the upset, you could have a scenario where maybe three teams get in. And obviously that means maybe a school from the Big Ten or a, a Pac-12 or whatever doesn't get in because of that. I think this year, Chris – you know, like, it'd be hard to argue that this isn't the best quality of play that this conference has had before, right? Like, across the board. You know, in the past, it was like, all right, Gonzaga were, the, you know, kind of the only good team. They were the only good team. And St. You know, Mary's were good, but Gonzaga were great. And Gonzaga were better than St. Mary's, but that was sort of their competition. A little bit BYU as well. But this year, it's a little bit different. Like, you know I mean? St. Mary's are good, good. Uh, BYU are always BYU. You look at San Francisco, uh, the Dons are a good team. Santa Clara were a good team. Loyola Marymount like had a very good year uh, this year. There were some very good basketball teams in the West Coast Conference. I think this is the, the highest quality it was like probably ever, uh, to be honest. When you look at the depth, normally we didn't have the depth. This year, they even have some nice wins outside of the conference. Um, I thought, you know, I think this is the best that the West Coast Conference has been. Yeah, definitely. I think the addition of BYU makes a big difference as well. They're uh, a program that's had, you know, consistent success. But you look at the conference right now, you have six teams with 19 or more wins. You have four teams with over 20 wins. And, and again, I think, unfortunately, when you get your brains beat in every year by Gonzaga, you're either going to have to step up your recruitment or maybe, you know, get some transfer portal kids, maybe get a little bit more older and match up with them a little bit better. Obviously, Gonzaga's, you know, the power of that, that conference 14 and 2, but St. Mary's, like you said, is, is a very dangerous team, ranked in the top 20. And again, you have some other very good teams. I mean, Santa Clara, you know, had a heartbreaking loss in overtime the other day to San Francisco, but they had 23 wins in, the, in this season as well. So, you're right. I think this maybe is the most balanced we've seen out of the West Coast Conference. And you have some teams, Pepperdine, you know, north, near the bottom, San Diego near the bottom, but those teams have had some success in the past. A conference that we like uh, watching and betting on, uh, Chris, that we follow closely. We, you know, we, we, you know, we follow everything, but there's certain ones that you're going to be, you know, you're going to do better in. And on our TV show, you know, we, we have a radio and TV show at 6 o'clock Eastern where we talk about all the games and then we rage about them after here at midnight, but we talk a lot of Horizon basketball. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for this because I said, hey, Northern Kentucky and Cleveland State tonight, these guys are on a collision course. And everybody loved Youngstown State. Were you surprised? I was somewhat surprised. They, they, they started scoring as the game went on. But, I mean, this is such an offensive team. And, you know, they had 25 points at the half. They were down 40 to 25. They just dug themselves too much of a hole. They, you know, it was spirited effort to come back, but it just wasn't enough. Yet Northern Kentucky, man, this team just finds a way at this time of the year, Chris. And they did again tonight against the Penguins. And, and their team has done well the last couple of years. You know, it's a, a program that moved up to the Division One level not too long ago, but has had great success. And, and the Ryzen is another conference, unfortunately, we don't talk a lot about, but it's a very good play out of that conference. All right, we'll hit this on the other side with Chris Monter. We've got um, Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky throwing it down, a trip to the dance on the line. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the Money or 1090 ESPN radio. The 50,000 watt juggernaut SoCal in the house. So uh, let's talk about uh, Northern California right now, the Bay Area. Uh, Gonzaga's just gone on a little bit of a run right now at 61.54 with under nine minutes remaining in Las Vegas. The, they were laying 14 and a half at, uh, at closing time. Chris Monter from College Basketball News. Dot com joining us uh, right now. So talking about the horizon, and we've got the championship game tomorrow night. These two teams have been longtime rivals, and well, if you look, and since you know, since they've been in in, in the uh, in the conference here, and if you look, Chris, at the games that they played this year, February the nineteenth, Cleveland State wins sixty four sixty three on their home court. January nineteenth, the month before. Northern Kentucky wins 57-56 on their home court. They played two games this year. Both games were decided by exactly one point. Unbelievable. And, man, this you know, you got to believe this game's going to come down to the wire as well. Who do you like here, Cleveland State or Northern Kentucky? You're right. These are two teams about as even as you can get. You mentioned the point differential. Both are 21-12, and 12, both 14-6. and six. And, and conference play, so you can't get any closer than that. Uh, I think Northern Kentucky having that playoff experience, I think, helps them. But Cleveland State's done a great job. You remember their head coach left there, Coach Gates, left to go to Missouri. So a lot of people thought this would kind of be a rebuilding uh, year for the Vikings. So give them a lot of credit for doing so well, finishing third in the conference. Northern Kentucky was fourth, and, and were able to sneak into the championship game, knocking off the number one and two seeds. I would just give Northern Kentucky – a very, very slight edge uh, because of that postseason experience. All right, so let's start off. I'm just going to start rattling off some of these games that are going down in the morning here. I'll go through three or four of them, five of them, and I'll stop and I'll say, does anything interest you? Um, all right, we got UMass, and we've got Richmond in the morning, Loyola Chicago, and St. Joseph's. Loyola Chicago has really struggled uh, this year with the conference uh, move. Georgia Tech and Florida State. Abilene Christian and Cal Baptist, Louisville, Louisville Cardinal. You know what's interesting about Louisville, Chris? They're four and twenty-seven on the season, but they've been a great bet like over the last month and a half. They're seven and three against the spread, and look, they're four and twenty-seven on the season. They're twelve and eighteen against the spread, but guys, they started off the season like zero and twelve or something, zero and thirteen ATS. Like Louisville have actually been covering numbers on the way out here. They're only getting six and a half points, though, in this game against um, against Boston College. Vermont Catamounts are an interesting basketball team. I actually do think Vermont are going to win this conference tournament. They're laying 13 and a half points against Binghamton in this game here. What's your take on the Catamounts? Another perennial sort of pedigree team that finds a way to win their conference tournament more often than not. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Binghamton, uh, you know, maybe more well-known as the alma mater of Tony Kornheiser. They've never been to the NCAA tournament, so it was kind of fun to see them. But you're right, Vermont year in, year out has been the best program in that conference. But you're right, it's kind of fun to look at some of those teams that you're used to having great success. Louisville, you mentioned how much they've struggled this year in Kenny Payne's first year. A lot of fans very frustrated, especially, as you mentioned, with the slow start. The other big surprise 
uh, among traditionally strong teams the Florida State, only 9-22 and overall this year. They've really struggled. Leonard Hamilton consistently had a very good team there. A lot of NBA prospects throughout the years that he's gotten players drafted, but this year definitely have taken a big step back. All right, how about UNC Wilmington's win tonight against Hofstra? That was a wild basketball game in overtime, but they just willed their, themselves uh, to victory. Close game against Draxville, Draxville 73-68. Then they survive against Hofstra, 79-73. Uh, now they get a 30-3 uh, College of Charleston Cougar uh, basketball team that's having an epic season College of Charleston are seven and a half point favorites in this game, but UNC Wilmington, man, they just they punch you. You know what I mean? In games like this, it's hard to to bet against them, especially you know with this type of points. But Charleston uh, did route them. They beat them ninety three sixty one, and uh, they played a close game as well seventy one sixty nine. What's your take on the Colonial matchup here? Yeah, it should be a good matchup, but you're right. Charleston's played extremely well. They were ranked in the top 25 earlier this season at a fit over a 15-game winning streak. Uh, they've got very good guard play. Ryan Larson, a transfer from Wofford, uh, I think has been a big difference for that team. Coach Kelsey, you might recall, he left for a day or two to go to UMass, decided to go back to Charleston, got a big extension just recently. I think their experience and the backcourt play could be the big difference for them to, to get into the NCAA tournament. You know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one. I took McNeese State tonight, uh, plus the points, <laughs> against Nichols State. And it was kind of a leap of faith, but they are playing on their home court. But I think it's the end of the road. I don't think it matters where they're playing uh, now that they're playing Texas A&M, Corpus Christi here. They're a pretty good basketball team and a hot team right now, Corpus Christi. Yeah, you look at the records, McNeese State only 11 and 22 compared to Texas A&M Corpus Christi 21 and 10, uh, 14 and 4 in the conference. McNeese State, though, you know, like you said, has made a strong run in the tournament. And you get hot at the right time, and uh, again, playing in your backyard, I think, is a big difference. But I think Texas A&M Corpus Christi, you have to give them the slight edge in this, despite having to play a quote-unquote neutral game. But obviously, you know, the Louisiana fans are going to be out supporting McNeese State. I'll tell you what, though. One thing about this Islander basketball team, guys, they can put points up on the board. The total is 147.5 right now. 17-9-1 to the over on the season. Three straight overs. McNeese State can score, too. We gave you the over of this basketball game tonight against Nichols State, and we cashed it. They're 17-14-1 to the over on the season. We do like the over. I think that uh, the Islanders, I think A&M, uh, will win the game. Corpus Christi will win the game. I'm not really a level leg nine and a half, but I do like the over 147 and a half. We're in conversation with Chris Monter from College Basketball News. Uh, com. Mike Bray. You know, what do you think of Mike about Mike Bray? I was talking with someone and they said, you know what, they think that Mike Bray will actually coach somewhere else and that he's not done. He was just done at Notre Dame. Um, you know, obviously it was a disappointing season for the Irish. They could get Virginia Tech, some ACC uh, action. But as you stated, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, out of these big conferences, the Big East tournament is always fun. The Madison Square Garden, they beat the crap out of each other. The Big Ten one is all right. But I'm like you. I like the smaller tier, mid-tier college conferences more than this, like, ACC stuff and Big 12 stuff. Yeah, definitely, because you know, to me, I look at it and, and certain conferences, unless you pull the upset, you you know keep advancing. And again, the other thing I don't really like is you're playing four and five games sometimes in five days. You don't do that in the NCAA tournament even. You play Thursday, you play Saturday in the NCAA tournament. If you play Friday, then you play on Sunday. So to me, sometimes, you know, I think sometimes I think certain high seeds who are fairly certain where they're going to be seated almost would rather lose rather than have to play more and more games, and maybe that hurts them when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Although, one exception, Chris, is Rutgers and Michigan. It's an elimination game. Like, both these teams are out of, like, racetrack. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michigan going to overtime these games might help them. I keep getting the feeling that Michigan are going to end up in Dayton, but they're going to need some wins, and, you know, what, Purdue would be waiting this is like Michigan are done done if they don't win this game, and so are Rutgers. Like, let's be real. This is so this is unique in which you have a big time conference, but you got two programs that are basically fighting for their life for real in this game. The loser's done. 
Definitely. And, and Rutgers, you know, they've had some big wins. They beat, you know, a very good uh, team in, uh, in Purdue earlier this season, but had a bad, bad loss this past week, losing to Minnesota, who'd only won two conference games on a last-second shot. So that was a bad loss for them. And you're right, this is probably a must-win team situation for both teams. And obviously you hope, if you're a Michigan or a Rutgers, you don't see too many other upsets because that puts you even a little bit more on the bubble. But you're right. Whoever wins that game, that's going to increase their chances, and the loser might be out. All right, so we've got a couple more minutes with you, Chris. It's always a pleasure. Chris Montour, collegebasketballnews.com. Let me throw – this has been a fun conference this year. Mountain West Conference tournament winner. San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, Nevada. Who are you picking here? Who do you think wins the Mountain West Conference tournament? Yeah, I always like San Diego State. I think uh, Brian Dutch has done a terrific job there. They're always a year-in, year-out top program there. But you're right. I think the Mountain West is one of those other conferences we don't really talk enough about. But I think three teams probably get into the NCAA tournament field. But I would give the Aztecs a slight edge. All right. You like you want to go obscure here? How about the uh, the whack? <laughs> Sam Houston State is uh, favored, plus 175. Utah Valley, plus 200. Southern Utah, plus 650. Grand Canyon, 11 to 1. And I'm going to tell you, Grand Canyon was built on the premise that, you know what, They'll, we'll make the tournament, we'll hire Dan Marley, we'll put all his money in the basketball program. But they end up making, they made a ton of money with their school anyways, actually, right? It's, they're actually traded on the stock market, the Grand Canyon Lopes, but 11 to 1 to make the tournament uh, there. I'll ask you, if you had to watch one tournament only, one conference tournament, if they said, all right, Chris, we're only going to give you the channel for one conference tournament, which one would you make it? I think one of the fun ones is the Summit League. I, I'm based out of Minnesota, so it's not very far away from in South Dakota, but you've had some teams you know, that have had great success. Oral Roberts, 18-0, and you might recall a couple of years ago, they made the strong run to make it to the Sweet 16. We were on them tonight. Chris, it's great stuff. Always a pleasure. We'll talk definitely during the tournament. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Look forward to it. Thanks again. Enjoy the game. There's Chris Monter with his college basketball news. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Ultra Class. This is Sports Ranch. I am Rexy. Thanks to Chris Monster for kicking with us. 76-66 right now. Under three minutes remaining. Gonzaga putting the, the finishing touches. Now it just comes down to whether uh, they cover the point spread uh, or not. It's probably not going to get to the total, but you don't know. I don't know. It would take San Francisco need to hit a couple of more threes here. That's a thing. Like it only takes a couple of threes, and the number multiplies pretty quickly. But they've been missing their shots here. Gonzaga are tightening things up as Gonzaga sends the finish line. St. Mary's awaits. Thanks to Chris Monter for joining us. It's a smorgasbord of uh, college basketball coming up. People talk about March Madness and stuff, but March Madness is sort of for the amateurs. March Madness is like New Year's Eve, right? It's like people go out and party on New Year's Eve. March Madness is for, like, it's like the Kentucky Derby. But now is actually, this is like the the college basketball junkies time of the year right now. Like, there's more games on this week than there, there will be during March Madness. Like, now there really is, like, just all day long. What's March Madness? Thursday and Friday, there's a bunch of games, and then what? Then it's over. Then you're down, you know, then they just stretch it out forever and stuff. So, this is when it's actually going on. And this is when, too, if you've paid attention through the year, if you put a lot of work in and stuff, you know the matchups, and and um, and you're ready to go. Because, basically, most of the time, this is the third time the teams are playing each other. There's an exception where maybe it's only the second time where they only played once, depending on the conference format. But most of the time, it's the third time these teams are playing each other this year. So there's an interesting handicap uh, to it. But as I stated, we got full slate. We got like, it's like all day long here. Let me just blast through the numbers for everybody. If you're not in front of a computer tuning in, you're driving or whatnot. I'm not going to give any picks. I'm just sort of like, you know, these numbers are coming out as fast here. One thing that we do do, though, like, we're, you know, when we bet these certain conferences, Chris was talking about the Summit. We were on the Summit League. So, like, you know, we're, we're following each game through. You have a better feel for it as opposed to just hopping in and out. And you don't have to bet every game. We bet a hell of a lot of games today, but there was a few that we took a pass on. Not too many, though. I really liked the card tonight. And we did very well. But let's put the finishing touches on this now. Um, and we'll get back to this uh, Gonzaga game in a second. Richmond late two and a half in the morning. There's a lot of bad teams playing each other tomorrow morning. UMass and Richmond. Richmond should win this basketball game, though. Give me the Spiders on the money line. Minus 138. The total is 142 and a half. Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago have struggled uh, this year. This game is a pick em against St. Joseph's. Total is 143 and a half. Georgia Tech and Florida State. Georgia Tech, two-and-a-half-point favorites over uh, FSU, minus 132. Total, 146.5. and Christian and Cal Baptist. Game is a pick-em. 140-and-a-half. Rhode Island and LaSalle. Game is also a pick-em. Even the oddsmakers don't know what to do with a lot of these games. Totals 130. And they're like, yeah, whatever. It's a pick-em. Go ahead and bet it. Uh, Louisville getting five-and-a-half against Boston College. Louisville have been good to me. And I think, you know what, I'll take them one last time on the way out here. I think I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they're going to play hard. Like, they, these kids did not tap out on the air. They battled. They played hard. They keep falling short, but they, they lose a lot of close games. I'm not telling you it's a massive bet or anything like that, but, I you know, Louisville have been a good ATS team over the last, like, month or so. The Lopes are laying 7.5 to UT Arlington, 132.5. New Hampshire and UMass Lowell. Listen, UMass Lowell are good. UMass Lowell and like Vermont are like on the collision course here. So UMass Lowell are going to win this game. It's good parlay material, money line parlay material. The total is 137 and a half. And so Vermont are going to win as well. But if you parlay those two, you're only at minus 467. So you're going to have to add something. I already played, if you guys recall, it was last Thursday. I gave you two college basketball futures. And one of them already won. I said, take UNC Asheville at plus 250. And it was crazy. That was the only conference, uh, you know, tournament that we gave you a pick for. There was, you know, there were the lower tier stuff over the weekend. But they actually won the damn tournament at plus 250. And we put that parlay in with uh, the, the Vermont Catamounts to win. Vermont Catamounts to win. 
their conference tournament and the Houston Cougars to win the conference tournament. It was like minus 120 or something like that. So here it is. Here's the good parlay. Like McNeese State, we were on McNeese tonight. They were good to us. They upset Nickel State. They're not upsetting uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Son of a. All right. It's still, it's minus 217 right now only. It's minus 217. So we're going to need to add one more pick to this. Charleston and Wilmington is not it. Even though Charleston should win this game, it's, you know what I mean? Wilmington, these guys are a scrappy team. Montana got it done for us tonight. We got to find like that one sure shot. Here's Oral Roberts. All right, here we go. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, UMass, Lowell, Vermont, and Oral Roberts. You got a bunch of, like, top-seeded teams in their conference. It would be a massive upset, like, if one of these teams would be to lose at this juncture. It turns into minus 143. Oral Roberts... Vermont, UMass Lowell, and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Islanders. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to this uh, Horizon League game. Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky playing playing for a, a trip, a trip uh, to, to the tournament is on the line. There should be points put up on the board. In this game, we talked about it earlier as well. They played, they played twice this year, and both games were one point games. All right, I want to get to the NBA right now. And anybody, and anybody that was watching the NBA tonight, and maybe even if you weren't watching the Raptor Nugget game, you probably started to see it as uh, Twitter started to blow up. The Raptors played like arguably one of their best games that they played this year. And it was one of those deals, though, like a horse race. It's hard to go wire to wire. The Raptors, like, led from the opening basket all the way until, like, a minute left in the game. It was one of those deals. So the Raptors didn't lose solely because of Scott effing Foster. But he didn't help. And the thing with Foster is he can be a good referee. Like, he knows how to call a game. And Scott Foster was letting the teams play. He was staying out of their way. But for whatever reason... And he always has to do this. He always has to make himself part of the game. He always has to let everybody know like that, hey, I'm Scott Foster and I'm in control. It's like, bro, you're not the effing commissioner of the NBA, all right? He acts like he he acts like it's his league and it's his right. Right? It's an emotional game, Foster. All right. The Raptors and the Nuggets were battling. They go up for a ball. You call a foul on nothing. Barnes like puts his hands up in the air and you, you know, it's like, oh, you want to decide the game. And then it called a technical and it made it, it changed the game because it went from like a one point game and the technical and the ball and all that type of stuff. There was a pool reporter in the final minutes of the Toronto Raptors and Denver Nuggets in which Scott Foster, right? They'll interview with one, you know, a couple of, you know, a couple of people from the media. What did the officials see during the challenge to overturn the Nikolai Jokic foul on Scotty Barnes during the review? The initial contact by Jokic was to the ball as well as the hand was in contact with the ball at the same time. And by NBA guidelines, that is not a foul. Yeah, it was a pile of crap, all right? Jokic, like, ran into him, but whatever. Um, question, why was Scotty Barnes ejected at the end of the game? Foster. He was ejected on one technical foul because he used verbiage that directly questioned the integrity of the crew. Well, it's funny, Scott Foster, because I don't know how you can be offended by somebody questioning the integrity of the crew when you don't have any integrity. Like, how can you be insulted by somebody questioning your integrity when you don't have any? That's like somebody saying to me, nice hair, Marenzi. Yeah, thank you. If you don't have something, how can you be insulted from it? 
question your integrity. It's pretty clear, Foster. You have zero integrity. You think because you're some dumbass with a whistle and you're, you know, you've you've got the, you know, you're one of the, the NBA hit jobs. It's another thing with the NBA. It's, you know, the NFL doesn't have a cartel, right? The, the NFL doesn't have a cartel. They just have a bunch of clueless old men, right? They mean well, but they're insurance salesmen and they're attorneys for Walmart during the week. And then, you know, they referee football. And how the hell is a 64-year-old man supposed to run down the field and keep up with Stephon Diggs and know whether he's in bounds or out of bounds? If you look at the NBA, it's always been this way. That Joey Crawford guy in the old days always used to like, uh, you know, always, always getting in people's faces. Want to fight Tim Duncan, right? Like these NBA, they're like these little jackass NBA referees think they run the league, right? Yeah, like seriously. And you notice they're all from the same place, Philadelphia. Tim Donahue, Sterator, like oh, there's like uh, you know the other stooge, Ed Malloy. He's another one of the flunkies in this league. Ed Malloy's another one. You know, you want to see a bad ref game, watch Ed Malloy, right? But it's funny because all the guys that are around and get the big games are the worst ones. But they have the power, and Silver thinks it's funny or something. But whatever, Silver doesn't have a problem with it because Foster screws the teams that they want to get screwed over. The Raptors got, like, screwed on, like, four calls in a row, in the last, like, two minutes. Like, even Denver Nugget fans were like, damn, man, like, this, this Foster. And, like, you know, like, Worldwide Wob, you know, Rob Perez, that guy's not a Raptor fan. He's basically, like, they're, like, they're just look on Twitter. Scott Foster's trending. Why? Because whatever. He thinks he's, um, he thinks his Beyonce or Rihanna and everybody wants to see his pretty face on TV. We don't. The only time I want to see Scott Foster on TV is him announcing his retirement. Integrity, my ass. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We told you it's the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage, level two nearly done. Rick Saratella will join us at level three. All right, we've all noticed the, this, the the amount of scoring that's going on in the NBA right now. I don't want to talk about Scott Foster. He's a jackass and, like, whatever. Like, it is, you know, he's just one of these dudes. Like, one of those major leagues. Like, Angel Hernandez. You know, like, there's there's always, like, Kerry Fraser was that way. Right? There's always in, there's always going to be a, a referee, Ed Hockley, that wants to see himself on TV. It's like, yeah, we get it, Ed. You go to the gym during the week. Great guns. Great guns. 
right? Like, you know what I mean? Too bad you couldn't, didn't work on your eyes. You worked on your pecs, didn't work on your eyes. Like, Carrie Fraser, look at me and look at my hair. Angel Hernandez, right? Look at me. I'm going to decide a game because I'm Angel Hernandez. That's the thing that put these NBA guys in. It's like they're right of passage or something, right? It's like, wow, that's, you know, that's the way that it is. And, you know, there's a code to this. And Scotty Barnes is a younger player, so I'm going to screw him. And he's not allowed to look at me or say anything, even though it's an emotional game and a one-point game when they're fighting for a playoff spot, right? No emotion allowed, right? Like, it's just whatever, you know, it likes leaning into the camera and looking into the, you know, and all that type of stuff. It's annoying. But anyways, I don't want to talk about it. Um, it's just, it gets me going, and I'm just, it really upsets me. But one thing that we've noticed, and, you know, if you're paying attention to the association, last night it was 7-3 and three to the over. There was 10 games on Sunday. So let's look at tonight's slate. Let's look at tonight. Boston and Cleveland went over. So that's eight and three. Philadelphia and Indiana, yeah, I think that went over. They scored uh, 290 points, 147 to 143. In regulation, we might add. Yeah, great defense in this league. Love JJ Redick, but like, is he really, really? Is you notice like he hasn't? He's been quieter over the last couple of weeks. Defense is much harder now in the NBA than it ever has been before ever. That's why every game like there's 290 points scored, right? This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.